Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Monica Packer from About Progress, and you are listening to The Messy Middle, a monthly series where I share some of my own messy middle so you can see what progress looks like for a real woman in real time. It's the first messy middle of 2023. And my friends, this is a messy, messy middle for sure in my life that um, I'm just going to be really real with you. And I'm not going to sound very grateful or brave or hopeful or any of that stuff. So prepare yourself. This is not going to be one of those uplifting life is hard, but I'm awesome episodes. (laughs) Let's start with our first usual segment, what's happening. I share some highs and lows. Highs, cinnamon rolls on Christmas day. My goodness, they could not have been better this year. That was epic. And lots of family time, including with my own extended family, like my siblings and their kids. My parents left on um, their mission for our church to go back east. And so it was a bittersweet time, of course, but it, it felt really good to have so much family time together. And I would also say just finishing up some good reads this month um, that I'll share a little bit more about 
later in our What I'm Loving Lately segment. For the lows, here we go. Are you ready for this? December 2nd is when it all started. And I'm going to give you the nutshell version. I fell down a flight of stairs from top to bottom. We have these wood stairs that go from our main floor down to the basement, our laundry rooms in the basement. I was carrying a load of laundry, had my pinky on the the um, the railing and uh, to try to stabilize myself. But of course, I, f- I literally slipped on the first step and fell all the way down. We thought my water broke, but nope, I just peed. <laughs> happens. And uh, we went to the labor and delivery as advised. And luckily, the baby was okay. But I had broken my finger. And um, it just looked like it was fractured and, uh, you know, some pieces, like four pieces, but but in a, a good kind of break. So overall, we felt really actually lucky, like very, very blessed that, you know, the baby didn't come at 33 weeks, that I was okay, um, that I didn't break something else that could have been harder. So it was one of those like high-low things, right? But fast forward to um, like five days later, I've been having weird heart issues last couple months. My heart rate typically is pretty low in pregnancy. Um, And I know that's just because every time they take my pulse in in years past, they say, are you a runner right after? And in years past, I would say, yeah, I am. But, you know, I don't really run anymore. So now I'm just like, no, I'm just a I'm just a walker. (laughs) But it hasn't been that way the last couple of months. And I just was having some weird episodes of my heart racing to 130, 150 beats per minute because I have this heart rate um, tracker on my on my watch, my Apple watch while I'm sitting down just sitting. And then that turned into that happening while I was driving to go pick up my preschooler, couldn't breathe, was fainting, had to pull over. And and then Brad had to come and get me and take me to labor and delivery again. So we were like there just a few days later again. And they don't really know what's going on. I've been on a heart rate monitor for about a week and I'll have like another month or so on there, but it probably will go away after the pregnancy is over. But it's just been a weird feeling like it just is really exhausting to have your heart beating really um, rapidly out of nowhere. Um, I don't know why it's so exhausting, but it is. Um, But it's more just been mentally exhausting because it was really scary when that happened, um, those episodes. And luckily, I haven't had more of them that have led to me going into the hospital. But definitely the rapid heart rate is still kind of been around. So there's that. Now, (laughs) let's share about the third thing that happened. Um, I was just loading something up from the garage and I hit my finger, my broken finger really hard on a shelf. And as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I just broke my finger again. And then um, not that day, but the day after I was washing the wood floors of the stairs that I originally had broken my finger on in preparation for a carpet installer to come and install a a carpet runner down the stairs so people wouldn't slip. And while I was washing the floors, um, you know, I'm, of course I have taken my, um, my little metal contraption off my finger. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, I can't remember what that thing is called, but I had taken it off. So I didn't have that on. And my four-year-old stepped on my finger <laughs> that I had just like thought I had rebroken. And my finger just looks so bad for the next two days that I called on Monday said, I, I think I rebroke my finger. It's really swollen. It's bent in weird places that are new and what now I can't bend it at all. Whereas before I still weirdly could. They had me come in, do an x-ray and they're like, yeah, you need surgery. 
it was it was it was broken and in new places and in worse ways. So I went into surgery two days ago. I'm recording this before officially the end of the year, but not really close. And the nutshell of that experience is, you know, I'm now 37 weeks pregnant and having surgery and they can't put you out for that stuff. I mean, technically they could, but um, my dad's an anesthesiologist and the anesthesiologist I had both advised I do as little um, anesthesia as possible, which basically was just a little bit of a fantasy drug for two to three minutes while they put in a blocker in my finger and then I was awake the entire surgery. And that was part of that. The surgery took twice as long because it was a mess. It was a mess. He couldn't get things straight. He had to do an incision. He had to move all these things around. Parts were crushed. He had to do two pins instead of just one as planned. Anyway, all that good stuff. Um, and But now I'm like two days post-surgery and starting to turn a corner in the pain. Originally, I was like so scared because it was just so painful and you know, I can't take heavy meds, but now I'm like a little more hopeful. I feel like, okay, I'm this pain, this pain is already going away. It's more manageable. I'm so glad I had the surgery because now my finger will bend okay and I'll be able to play the piano and it not be weird and the flute and you know, it won't heal in a way that I can't bend it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm so glad I had the surgery. But it's just been tough. It's been a tough December. And, you know, I've been dealing with contractions and the the doctor thinks the baby might come early and I do too. And I'm just like, please, baby, wait, wait, just even two more weeks so I can nurse you okay with this finger with that will still have pins in it. But I still think I'll be able to manage it better if it just, if I can have a little bit more time. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, this is not going to be a cheerful, like I can see the silver lining and everything. But it is a messy middle, and I've been in it. And friends, I'll just say, frankly, I'm exhausted <laughs> physically, emotionally, spiritually. But I'm also, and this is not me exactly trying to find the silver lining, but I can still say, honestly, I feel grateful, though, for that things were not worse in all of those areas. And I'm so grateful that Brad works from home. What a lifesaver that has been. And I kind of tell you that man deserves paternity leave just to rest from managing everything in our lives. Like he has so much of the last nine months. So here's to hoping we can make it. We're hoping two more weeks for the baby. So he'll still likely be early, but we're hoping we can make it that long. And, um, and I'm sure by the time I air this, I'm going to be in a more cheerful disposition, but there's all the drama of what's been happening throughout December. Now from here, I, I go through a couple other segments, but because of all that's been unfolding, what I have to share is pretty short. First up, we have a DSL update. DSL stands for the do something list. And this is where I kind of report in a little bit of uh, what I did this past month and what I plan to do. What I did this last month is basically nothing. <laughs> I had planned on playing the flute, couldn't do that after I broke my finger. That was something I was going to play the pl- flute for my um, local congregation. Didn't have the opportunity anymore. But what I guess I did make some um, progress in is just reading some more books. I I, I finished a, a big f- fantasy series that I actually didn't love very much, but it still hooked me in. And uh, 
and some other books as well that I'll get, I'll share more about. But that was basically it. For me, what my DSL update really is, is that I'm really looking forward to getting some clarity on what my list needs to look like for 2023, including me just having clear expectations about what life will look like with a newborn and trying to still find fulfillment in that day-to-day life of that big adjustment. Um, And for those of you who are interested in creating your DSL for 2023, the day this is airing, I am supposed to be teaching a live workshop on it online, and we'll be sharing that replay here in a couple weeks. So don't feel like you need to rush into making that, but we're going to have some free resources and a workshop replay for you really soon here on the podcast. That's it for DSL update. Now let's do make it a habit. First, I thought I had like nothing to say here, (laughs) except like make it a habit of being a total klutz. I have done that. Um, But I will say a family habit we are working on, and this is Brad and me and the kids collectively is helping remind and then get the kids on their own to put their things away when they are done with them from their plates when they're done eating something to getting crackers out and leaving them on the counter to putting their toys away in their room. That's something we're working on. And it's definitely, you know, more complicated to make something like that a habit when it's just so often. And, you know, you can't be there for like every single moment, but we are doing our best to really lay on the praise when they do and to immediately follow up when we notice when they haven't put their stuff away. And, um, this is all in preparation for the baby coming (laughs) so that we don't, um, lose our minds. So that's that for make it a habit. Next up, let's do the segment, what I'm loving lately. I'll share two things that have given me, you know, just like a little bit of a break from life the past month. The first are dark chocolate peppermint Oreos that are called, I don't know what they're called actually, but they're just like the peppermint covered uh, Jojo's at Trader Joe's. Um, I actually don't normally love Oreos. Like I'll have them mixed into things, but I look forward to this treat every year and just imagine like, um, an, an, an Oreo that has kind of a peppermint filling, but dipped in dark chocolate and sprinkled with peppermint candy. Again, like all things like a, a peppermint candy, not as something I normally gravitate to, but it's my favorite treat and I love having it and I'm still pretty nauseous. So I'm glad that I have something that still will call for me and give me that little joy at night. Peppermint Jojo's, they might not be available anymore, but you can go and check out Trader Joe's to see if they are. They're so good. And the second thing I want to share is just an author. This is the year that I surprisingly fell into reading a lot of fantasy, but it's all been from the same author, Sarah J. Moss, and that's M-A-A-S. I have read all of her her books (laughs) this year, and I will say that there are some series that are better than others. So I'll just say the one I would highly recommend is the Throne of Glass series. Just know that getting into it might take you some time. But if you're like me, and and these books are also huge, so be prepared. They're really big. I read them on my Kindle. Um, But by the end of the series, you're basically applauding 
because it's incredible the genius behind her plot structure, the world she's built, and how things come full circle and still surprise you and like you're rooting for the characters and they've grown and developed a ton along the way. Uh, Highly, highly recommend. And again, I'm just going to say if you don't love the first book or even the second book, still keep going. She's a really engaging writer. Her other series, um, like I could maybe say uh, uh, the Court of Thorn and Roses is it's fine. It's good. But the other one about Crescent City, mm, I don't know, but I've still it's still helped me get through some <laughs> some late nights and insomnia attacks and being up with pain the past month, uh, the, the Crescent City series, um, City series. But Sarah J. Moss, a great author, if you want to detach from reality. And let's now move on to our final segment on my mind. Beyond everything I've shared about just the messy middle of our lives the past month and just trying to make sure we're prepared for this baby, what's on my mind is also just thinking ahead about what kind of goals I want to create. And I've kind of alluded to that with the do something list. I'm really excited to get some clarity on that. But I have my Power Sheets Goal Planner, which I really love for goals that I'm so excited to dig into. And I also have a new resource called Atlas from Monk Manual, which is kind of similar. So I think I'm actually going to try to do both once I can write more with my right hand, which I can't really do right now, but hopefully in a couple days, I'm going to start digging into creating some, some clarity for my goals for the year. And when I say goals, let's not think about like the big achievement stuff, although I definitely will have some things on there that I want to work towards achieving. For me, it's more about the the being goals that I want to work on in my life, ways I want to be, how I want to be present, and the memories I want to create in my home and with my family. Um, those are kind of the, the goals I'm really wanting to make sure I have a lot of um, just like structure built around this year. And at very least, um, some clear, like this is language, like this is what I want for my marriage, for my family. Um, and, um, and of course for like other things too, that I want to work towards, but it'll definitely be more relaxed than other years. That's for sure. Because my main goal is to really just be present for this, this really beautiful and difficult adjustment of adding a child to a family, which we are so excited to do. And that means the next messy middle you hear from me will hopefully have a baby in the background. I'll sit them on my lap and and be able to share with you uh, just how life is going and hopefully all goes well. And I do want to just say here, like I've shared more on Instagram about the the dramas and everyone's just been so kind. You've basically restored my faith in the internet, which I didn't have very much of <laughs> anymore after the last couple of years. This community is beautiful and I'm so grateful that you have let me share my own heart and I hope it gives you some, some encouragement that it's okay to share the heart. It doesn't mean you're not grateful. It doesn't mean that you don't have, um, courage. It doesn't mean that you don't, that you're not strong. It just means sometimes life is hard and it's okay to own that hard. And I've tried to do that this month. I've really tried to just say, it's okay. It's okay that you're feeling all these feelings and, I'm hopefully almost ready to turn a corner on that and move forward to another, to a good year. And I hope you can be too. 
So thank you for listening, my friends, and I hope this gives you the courage to move into your own messy middle today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.